five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Here's a Comcast commercial. There are some days that nothing can prepare you for. But being ready. They crash. Well, it's not about what life puts you through. It's about how you react. So when everything changes overnight, and he you don't give a, up. A new prosthesis you keep going. for himself. When new challenges come up, you find a new way forward. And a new technology. And when you meet other people others. facing what you faced, you don't pass them by. You start a business dedicated to getting them back out there. And after you've achieved all that, you don't stop. You take on what's next. Okay, Comcast salutes Mike Schultz, who started a business after his leg was amputated because the because the uh, prosthesis he was given was not, you know, was not, you know, they're designed for comfort and and ease of use and not for competitive uh, sports. But there's something in us that needs to compete. I don't know what or why are that. That way, Jordan Peterson says we have a game circuit in our brain, um, and that probably is certainly true. So anyway, uh, kind of a tearjerker on that one, but he's really overcome. Let's get over to the PDFs of the world, and um, we've got some good ones today. Let's see, we got to minimize that. That one's, I'll put that up. Here's a serious problem. Um, Zoom fatigue is real, and worse when you don't like your face. And, you know, just a few notes here that I wanted to point out is that I, I do work fairly hard at getting the lighting right. Uh, I have I have serious professional diffusers here, not just one of those dilly rings. I have special glasses that I bent with the pliers. Uh, the diffusers are coffee filters, I should note. Uh, there is a YouTube video somewhere on how to start a studio for less than $50. I had this spiffy microphone, which I took a coat hanger and some black nylon stocking and made a pop filter. So it's pretty high class, and I don't expect you to emulate all the professionalism that I put in to get here. But uh, I learned something new this week from the style consultant, and it was pretty important. Yesterday I was on... a. a a two-hour Zoom call with judges for the Echo Awards. It's a it's a nine, more than 90-year-old award program for direct marketers. And uh, sadly, we didn't have enough or we didn't have as many direct mail entries as I would have liked to see. So I'm going to make it my own personal mission to get more direct mail uh, entries in in the category for next year. But there were judges from Brazil, Argentina, uh, London, um, I don't remember one from Asia, but anyway, they were from all over the world and we had entries from Sweden and, uh, and from South America and, and just all over the place. It was really, really fun. But the style consultant after our WDMA event said that I have, and this is a technical term. My style consultant was a morning news 
editor for Fox News for a while and is professionally trained. So this is a serious thing you want to consider for your Zoom calls. Uh, she said, I have resting bitch face. Which I had never heard before. Now you know. And that means that when I'm paying attention to other people, which I should, and not talking, which I should do more of, <laughs> that I go like this. And that's how I look. I look old, tired, and angry. So I worked for an hour and a half yesterday at looking in interested and attentive and happy. <laughs> Sat there like this. <laughs> it was very hard. It wasn't as hard as like Miss America. But uh, I also worked at, at being more animated, you know, waving with my hands a little bit when I wanted to say hi. And uh, but this is real. And so I'm trying to help you out. Uh, I did notice that almost no one else put much effort into their camera or their posture or anything else. You know, and if I can literally spend dollars putting this studio together, then you can, too. So I want to I want to urge a little more care in our Zoom, uh, our Zoom setups for the rest of the world. But but here's. You know why it's fatiguing. Unnatural eye contact compared with interpersonal reactions. Sometimes look at the camera. You know, you, you tend to look at the other person who isn't there. You know, who's on your screen someplace there or over here, over here. And, you know, and they could actually be flipped so that you actually look like you're looking away. So, so sometimes look at the camera if you can, if you can manage that. Uh, it's difficulty, there's a difficulty in sending nonverbal cues. So wink or smile or wave a little bit or thumbs up, double thumbs up. Thank you for your service. We care. You know, anyway, get a little more into it. Don't just sit there like this. No one will like you on Zoom. Okay. And also limiting natural movements to stay in the frame. Sometimes... Just sometimes just turn the camera off and go get a cup of coffee or something and come back. I found out it's less disruptive to send, turn it off than it is to, uh, to walk away. <laughs> People don't know what to do with that. Okay, so that's, I, I, I think that's going to be very helpful for the, for the audience out here. As you know, I'm a serious professional. Okay, so. Excellent article from Craig Huey. This is actually from his newsletter, you know, so I wasn't going to use it because it's, you know, but uh, it's actually better than most articles. So I thought this is what I'd like to see more of, to be honest about it. Many think direct mail is dead. You know, they, everybody starts this way and I would rather they didn't, but it's, you know, get emotional. Direct mail is experiencing a renaissance. Okay. Why? Two factors. Eh, you know. And one is, he says, that now we have advanced modeling. And, of course, we were doing modeling in 1995 for the Hudson Bay Company and for, the, and for Cabela's. So if that's the reason, then I'm a monkey's uncle because <laughs> it's been around a while. So I don't think that's true, but I think maybe it's because it's being discovered. It's being finally implemented. Uh, and what he's talking about mostly is prospect modeling and the ability to you know, it was so funny because I had a side bet with with um, Dave Johnson. Is that his name? Uh, you wouldn't know. But anyway, he was the president of Musician's Friend at the time. And 
And he said, geodemographics don't work. None of this, you know, compiled variables, none of that stuff works. And so we made a side bet and I showed him it worked, which it did. Uh, mostly because we're able to sort through a lot of data. And for a big mailer, that works really well. And so uh, Craig has a graph without much detail, data modeling response enhancement. He says, with non-modeled mailing, you go to 1.8% uh, average response, whereas modeled, you get 2.2% response, which is a 22.5% improvement. Um, now, you know, I remember uh, Tim Maybe at Neiman Marcus doing it. the first modeling presentation I ever remember uh, in Dallas down at the at the DMA show. And he was talking about how much the, the, the incredible improvement when they used customer modeling. And I think he might even have been talking about RFM and just customer scoring and segmentation. And he showed this huge improvement. And I, and, you know, so I raised my hand. Well, compared to what, Tim? And he said, a random, <laughs> a random selection. Okay, so, so that's one of the big questions here is compared to what, right? Because we don't know if this was somebody with a brain selecting people. You know, if you said, well, I got a new tennis racket, so I want to send it to people who play tennis and or competed in tournaments or something like that. The chances, if you can get your hands on a list like that, the chances of the modeling beating it, you know, out of a compiled file, yeah. Very, very slim chance of that. You know, if you can get a good contextual list with with purchases, you know, you're not going to beat that just because you model it. Now, where modeling can help in that context of contextual, of, you know, using good lists is there's always, there's this, there's this really small number of, of really good lists. And then there's a big, you know, if we graphed it, it would be like, it would be like, really high and then plummet and then a lot of really mediocre <laughs> down in here where there's lists that you think should work but don't that's where you can do the modeling and it can really help it can help yeah more than that and the way it helps is that you rule out geodemographic profile profiles as i said yesterday you can rule out what doesn't work hard to figure out what does work in most data most data will not give you the i love you variable that's from my book which oh i just packaged up i sold one on my website and that means i have to mail it myself i sign them they're a little more expensive than amazon but they are available on miglash marketing migmar.com uh okay so one thing is modeling there is modeling available the reason there's modeling available and this is part that craig leaves out is that in mail, we know who got mailed, we know it got delivered, we know it went to a decision maker, we know there was engagement, even if they don't buy. And that part is missing in all other media, right? Because you don't know who sees your ad, Facebook will tell you for sure who they showed it to. No, they won't. They'll tell you kind of approximately who they showed it to. But Facebook doesn't know whether we were paying attention, whether we had perimeter... Uh, <laughs> exclusion syndrome or whatever it's called uh, they don't know if you're paying attention or not but in mail we know you paid attention enough to throw it away enough to know you weren't interested so we have a non-interested population 
and we have an interested population who buys. Everybody knows who buys. They have to ship it to you. The other, the other piece is missing. So I would say, yes, Craig, this is, modeling is a, a big piece. But the reason modeling works in mail and doesn't work anywhere else, much of all, at all, is because we know who engaged and didn't buy. A big mystery. And the other is that we can integrate it with multi-channel, and that's a big deal, and I'm not going to talk about a lot about that. We had a, a little bit about that on our, on our WDMA webinar. But the idea that you can email, you know, you can alert people, you can give your mailing list to the U.S. Postal Service and say, how many of these have uh, informed delivery? And you can put an ad together so that if they check their, if they check their mail using informed delivery, um, then they can have an option to click that mailing piece and get the rest of the story. Um, you know, for all of the, 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 the hype, I'm not sure how that well that works, but I've been told that it does work and, and it's something that you can do and it's all free. So why not do it, right? And, uh, but here's the part I really liked about the article. Let me get down here. And this is the part. Let me give you a few examples. These aren't detailed examples. I would love to hear the stories behind some of these. You know, Craig, go back and get some permission to tell the story. Two million direct mail pieces for independent living. Probably prospect pieces. You know, that's that's a significant mail mailing drop for a magazine that isn't very expensive. Cool that it works. Several million direct mail pieces for a Medicare product. Okay, I'm guessing that's like a Medicare supplement. There you go. A company that is generating leads for a sales team. So these are probably consumer then business to business. It's now shifting. This is the key part. It's now shifting from digital electronic to direct mail. For another consumer client, over 100,000 pieces. Down in the bottom, it says that here's a whole bunch of stuff. And we'll put that in the show notes, okay? 62 million pieces were mailed for an investment service. Plus another two minute, two million for another uh, insurance product and other ancillary products. Nutrition marketers, we mailed over 40 million pieces. That's starting to get to be real numbers, okay? And why do we mail big numbers? Because direct mail has been reliably successful. There's a repeatability about mail. Right? We can actually isolate causal factors. We can A-B split and we can test lists. Direct mail will always start off with a small test. Well, I've had, <laughs> I worked with IBM once and they decided to mail the whole, every business in America. <laughs> I said not to, but they didn't listen. So they mailed 10 million right off the, of the bat and it took them two years to recover from the successful disaster they created. So direct mail will start off with a small test, say 50,000 to 100,000. And this is the category that I kind of lived in out here in these millions of pieces. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, well, I've got a thousand names on a, in a, you know, in my computer. Well, try it. It's not that hard. You know, you can do it on your little laser printer in your office. It doesn't cost that much. Uh, or, you know, you're starting a small business. You can do uh, every door direct. You can pick the the areas in your zip code around your store that uh, you think are the nicer neighborhoods. You don't, you know, there's, you even get data from the postal service, but you know, you know where the nice, where the, or the maybe, or maybe you're starting a taco truck and you don't want to mail the best, best neighborhoods. Maybe you want to mail, you know, the, 
the middle the middle America and you know get it for their graduation parties get it over to there get your taco truck over there in some cases with a smaller universe maybe a thousand to fifty thousand okay and there's all kinds of ways to start so based on the results we move up to a higher quality it does take a little while but you have some really certain results so thank you for that Craig and I'll be reaching out to you and I hope you do a lot more and I hope you get some more a little more detailed studies but I really like that that was better than 90% of the articles I I read because I know that Craig actually does do produce the mailings and he does actually know what the results are and he knows what he's doing so uh, so kudos to Craig and um, that should be in some there aren't many direct mail publications anymore. So I guess put your own out. That's the way to do it. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.